0: Welcome to The CAP, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students, and parents so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at at gmail.com. So are you Ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Sam Whitaker, who's an admissions counselor at Colorado State University. Sam, thank you so much for being here today. How are you?
1: I'm doing all right, John. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: It is my honor and pleasure. So, Sam, let's start by asking you to just give us a brief introduction about yourself How long have you been in admissions and how did you end up in such a position?
1: Sure thing. Yeah, thanks, Sean. So, uh, my name is Sam Whitaker. I use he, him, his pronouns, and I'm uh, originally from just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and I graduated from Colorado State University in May of 2021 with a degree in history. And so, since August of 2021, I've been working here in the Office of Admissions uh, as an admissions counselor. Um, and really, my role is to help folks kind of find their path to college. And it's really cool to be able to do that uh, at my alma mater at the school that I went to. So, yeah, just really excited to be here and chat with you today.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sam. We are excited to have you. So let me ask you, what would you say is the most exciting thing happening right now at Colorado State University?
1: Yeah, really great question. Uh, There's a lot of fantastic things happening at our university right now. Colorado State University is an exciting place to be um, for a lot of different reasons. I'd say one of the big things that's happening recently uh, is just kind of the investment in the campus itself. So our location is a big selling point for students, um, and we've really done a lot of work in uh, reinvesting in that infrastructure on campus, whether it's academic buildings, uh, whether it's biking trails and things like that in the local area. Again, we really want to make sure that that on-campus experience is excellent for students and essentially every year over the last few years since I've been a part of the University there's been a new academic building on campus so in 2017 we had a new uh, on-campus football stadium constructed uh, and that is a football stadium a great athletic facility and it also has classrooms directly built in so some of the newer more updated spaces on campus which is awesome Um, more recently we've had the Warner College of Natural Resources they got a new natural resources building right at the center of campus Um, and this last year we've had Uh, our agricultural sciences program. They've gotten a brand new building uh, right across from our administration building. So it's really close to the heart of campus. Uh, And we're just really excited about all of those things. Again, investing back into that community. And uh, we've seen great results from it, right? So this last year uh, has been our biggest uh, incoming freshman class in all of CSU's history. So that's been really exciting for us. Um, And I really think that that work that we put in on campus to make it a really positive experience is what's drawing out those students and it really keeps them here once they arrive as well.
0: Well, you mentioned the largest freshman class, your location, the investment in your infrastructure, whether it's the academic buildings or the athletic facilities. Sam, let me ask you, what else can you share about Colorado State University in terms of what you offer in your classrooms and beyond that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend?
1: Colorado State University? is a really special place. Uh, I've come from out of state here uh, to be at CSU. I arrived here in August of 2017. uh, And every year, every month since then has really proved to me again and again why I chose this place. And I think one of the big things for our folks here at Colorado State is that location, right? That experience here in town. Colorado State University is located in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, It's a really exciting town here uh, in the state. It's about an hour drive north from the Denver area. We have fantastic access to places like the Denver International Airport. So folks come from out of state uh, have opportunities to use our shuttle services to get to and from campus, which, uh, again, really makes that access fantastic for folks. We have a lot of great uh, connections in that Denver area, both uh, professionally and socially as well. And so it's a really exciting place to be without being overwhelmed by that that metro space. And Fort Collins is just an amazing college town uh, with a lot of fantastic locally owned restaurants and businesses and things of that sort. Uh, We have what's called Old Town, that's kind of our historic downtown area in town as well. Uh, Like I said, with a lot of fantastic places to go, grab a bite to eat, do some shopping, and really learn about the community outside of the campus itself. And you know, Colorado State University is the awesome centerpiece of Fort Collins, um, but it's not the only thing going on there. And there's a really robust community that exists in that town outside of just the campus itself. So fantastic college experience. And along with that, obviously in the state of Colorado, we just have fantastic access to getting outdoors, right? So the environment around us is really amazing. The town leads right up to the Rocky Mountains. Uh, we have fantastic access to hiking, biking, camping, rock climbing, skiing. All of that stuff, again, is right in our backyard there in Fort Collins. And uh, we know just from experience that our visit experiences at CSU is really what brings students out there and, and keeps them out there as well. Um, so again, that location is a big part for us, along with those academic opportunities as well. So obviously, research opportunities, internships, uh, those academic programs. Like I said, we're investing in that infrastructure. And at the same time we're investing in those programs themselves so they have the resources to put on fantastic programming whether it's on campus or with one of our local partners in the area too.
0: Well that's terrific and Sam you mentioned that you in fact were an out-of-state student and still work for this university obviously that you love so much so I'm curious when searching for the right college what should a student be looking for to help ensure that they are finding the right fit for themselves and that they are in fact the right fit for the schools they are applying to. So When I first started this job
1: in the admissions office uh, after I graduated from CSU, um, I started working with some of the folks there. And one of the coolest lessons that I learned from uh, some of my supervisors and other folks that I worked with um, was the three types of fit that we really want to be educating students and their families on. And so those three types of fit, as they were taught to me, is academic fit. So obviously you're going to college to go to school, right? So the academic programs are really going to be paramount when you're going through that college search process. Along with that is social fit, right? So you're looking for a school, you're going somewhere to begin your life, right? You're not just going somewhere to bury your head in a textbook for four years. And that's a really important part of that search process is you want it to be a good social fit. Do you feel like you can visualize yourself as a part of this institution, as a part of that community? And along with that is financial fit. Uh, so obviously, you know, cost is a big factor in choosing a college. And I think when you know looking at that financial piece, you want to make sure that you're obviously making an investment in your education and in your future. But it's not such an investment that is sort of burdening you with that debt after you graduate and those kinds of things as well. So again, those three ideas of academic, social, and financial fit. What I always encourage students to do is to keep those three things in mind as you're going through the college search process. Um, what I really think folks should look out for is any school that really meets two of those criteria really strongly, that's a really solid school on your list, right? So it's very rare to find a school that has all three of those. You know, having a good academic, social, and financial fit is really a big challenge for a lot of places. Um, But I think if you find a school that has a really strong academic fit and a really strong social fit, that's a great fit for you as a school. If you have a really strong financial fit, really strong social fit, again, if those academics aren't where you want them to be, then continue on with that search. But kind of use those three pillars as a guideline as you're going through that search. I think that's a really good piece of advice that I learned, and I wish that I knew before I began my college search and and came to CSU.
0: Well, that's great advice, and it's the first time that I hear about the three types of fit, which again are academic, social, and of course financial, which is so important for so many students and their families. So we really appreciate that, Sam. And can you describe the typical profile of an admitted student at CSU and what sets these students apart from others? Sure.
1: So the majority of our admitted students at Colorado State uh, have a 3.0 cumulative weighted grade point average when they first apply to CSU. Um, Now, looking at that grade point average, again, we really want to see that solid average in terms of just the academic grades that you're getting, but we also want to see some consistency on that profile, right? So if we're seeing that, you know, you started maybe not so great in terms of that overall grade point average, but we just see consistent academic progress. You know, maybe you pick up a few higher level courses, including honors or AP in those last few semesters and are performing well in them, that's really important to us in terms of that admitted student profile. Again, we just want to see consistency on that that, uh, application and on that transcript. So when you're going through that process and when you're picking out classes and things in high school, make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself with things like AP classes, right? I think these days, all we hear about is, oh, you have to take you know, 10 AP classes to get into the college you want. Uh, but I would much rather see a student with less of those AP courses and are really nailing you know, their classes in terms of the grades. They're getting A's and B's throughout. If a student has six or seven AP classes but are getting C's and D's in them, that's not a great profile, right? We wanna see that consistency. We wanna see that students are challenging themselves, but we don't want them to be overwhelming themselves with those kinds of challenges as well. And so again, we use that grade grade point average as a good starting point for student success. But we also have a holistic review process in which we look at a couple of things outside of that grade point average as well.
0: Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, Hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Well, we appreciate the academic profile. Thank you so much. And in terms of the holistic approach, how does CSU assess the students' extracurricular activities and accomplishments, and how do they factor into the overall admissions decision?
1: Yeah, so we definitely look at uh, what students are putting on that application to CSU. So all of our materials are through the Common Application. Uh, So that online service, if you're not familiar with it yet, it works with a lot of different schools across the country. And really the idea of Common App is to help streamline that application process for you. And all of our application materials are going to be through that Common Application itself in that common application, there's going to be a section where you get to talk a bit about some of the extracurricular activities you've done. So things outside of the classroom uh, setting. And what I always encourage students to do is, first of all, think outside of the box in terms of those extracurriculars, right? So being on the soccer team, that's kind of, you know, one of the first things that folks jump to is athletics and school clubs and things they're involved with through their school, but maybe not in the classroom. But I also encourage folks to think about things like having a job. So working and having some kind of employment, that's extracurricular right there. However many hours, you do for that, we want to hear about that. If you're an older sibling, right? I have three younger siblings myself and I spent a lot of time working with them on kind of, you know, being the de facto babysitter for them growing up. And I put that on my application as well. And I think there's a lot of folks out there when you start to think about it, you you might actually be doing more extracurriculars than you initially think right off the bat. And so again, really think about what you do on a daily basis and uh, just let us know. Again, we want to learn more about you as an individual. And so the last little thing I'd say there is just make sure that when you're Filling that out. I think having three or more things in that extracurricular space really just shows us that you're well involved and really shows us that you have that consistency, not just in the classroom, but also in that outside setting as well.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate that. And I really like how you mentioned holding a job or babysitting, or frankly, even if you're taking care of another relative, these are things that are very important that need to be on the activity sheet because if in fact you have a job after school, That might be the reason why you're not staying after school to participate in so many clubs because maybe you have a job to help out the family or whatever it is. So, again, I appreciate that you mentioned that. And Sam, can you walk us through the timeline for applying to CSU and what are the important deadlines to keep in mind for students and their parents?
1: Sure thing. Yeah. So Colorado State University, our freshman application uh, opens up on August 1st of each year. So every calendar year, August 1st is that opening date for the application itself. Uh, now we do admissions on a rolling basis at Colorado State University, which means that you can apply at any time after that August 1st date, and it's going to be a three to four week turnaround time to get that decision back in your hands. So you don't have to wait for any magic decision day or anything like that. If you apply on August 1st, you're going to be hearing usually in the middle of the month of September in terms of that decision time. So, And we do have folks who apply on August 1st. So it's one of those things where, uh, again, you know, the sooner you apply, the better. Uh, getting that decision back in your hands sooner rather than later is really helpful for our students. Uh, In terms of important dates to be thinking about, so again, it opens on August 1st. The first big application date that we really push for our students is December 1st. So December 1st is our early action date. It's a non-binding date and there's no special consideration for those early action applicants. Um, But for those early action folks, you're going to be guaranteed an admissions decision before December 31st. So you'll know before the new year, a decision from CSU. And as someone who did that early action application myself, I can definitely say it takes some of that pressure off at the holiday party because you're going to have a million relatives asking you about what schools you have and haven't gotten into just yet. So it's nice to have one to wave in their faces and say, yeah, I got into CSU. It's awesome. Um, But it's one of those things where, again, if you have that decision in hand earlier, it just gives you more time to make your actual college decision. You say, yes, I've been admitted to CSU you now let me compare that to these other offers that I might be getting elsewhere now after that December 1st date February 1st is going to be our regular decision date so if you can't get it in by December 1 be sure to apply by February 1st for full consideration of scholarships and opportunities on our campus like the honors program and other other opportunities there in financial aid as well
0: well we appreciate that advice and insight terrific Sam And can you elaborate? I know you mentioned that you're rolling admissions. Can you just elaborate on what exactly does that mean and how does it impact the admissions timeline for students and their families?
1: Yeah, sure. So in terms of that rolling admissions, again, for uh, rolling admissions, it means that uh, as soon as you apply, you're going to be kind of the timer begins for our office. Right. So it's our responsibility to get that decision back into your hand sooner rather than later. Um, And so in terms of that rolling admissions, I really encourage folks to put those application materials together as soon as you possibly can. Uh, At CSU, like I said, all of our application materials are going to be through the common application. Along with that common application, there's a $50 application fee, which you do need to be aware of when you sit down to begin that process. And we do have fee waivers available on a need basis. But again, be aware of that when you sit down to start working on the application materials. Along with that is going to be a transcript. So we need a high school transcript from you, which is just a fancy word for a report card with all of your academic data from your freshman through your junior year of high school or however much school you've taken up until that point. and then the last piece on that is going to be the personal essay or a short personal statement where you get to talk a bit about who you are and why you want to go to college. Um, and so again, in terms of those pieces, understand that those are the four big pieces when applying to CSU. Letters of recommendation and SAT and ACT scores are both optional at CSU. Uh, so you don't need to have those on an application to Colorado State, but I still encourage folks to look out for opportunities, especially for letters of recommendation, because having a really solid letter of rec can give us an additional perspective on who you are as a student. Um, and so again, when you're thinking about timeline for everything, consider those pieces and how long it will take you to get them in our hands, right? For example, a letter of recommendation might take a couple of weeks because you have to ask a teacher. My dad's a high school teacher and he always tells me that at one point every year, all the seniors come at once and ask him for a letter of recommendation <laughs> and it takes a while. And so it's one of those things where you want to be thinking about those things ahead of time. So when you sit down to begin that application process, you have all those materials lined up and that can really uh, speed up the process for you there. But again, three to four weeks really is that turnaround time once we have all those materials that we're gonna need? Yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And uh seniors, just a reminder, you might wanna ask your teachers early for those letters of recommendation. Uh just and to so- get- I don't know
1: if I can can add one other thing for that as well. So one thing that my dad always tells me too is make sure that you ask a teacher who can write you a really solid, positive letter of recommendation. He always tells me that there are folks who are in his classes who they're fun to have in class, but he wouldn't write them a letter of recommendation for college, right? So maybe don't just think about the most fun teacher you think is in your school. Think about someone who you've done really well in class and those kinds of things as well. Again, it's a good idea to um, think not just in terms of your own classroom experience, but also how you've performed. In those classes, because if you're getting A's and B's in a class, that teacher can definitely write you a really solid letter of rec as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to note that the overall application, each piece of it has to build upon the last piece. So, the transcript gives your academic profile, the activity sheet gives all of the things that you did outside of the classroom. The recommendation letter really shouldn't just be a repeat of what an admissions rep could find on a transcript or on your activity sheet so students try to find a teacher that will be able to share a story something special something different perhaps a humanitarian effort that you took part in perhaps you know when you walk into the classroom you light up the room because you're the funniest or the most insightful or whatever it is if you look at it from that lens that's what you need to do. Each piece of the application has to improve upon that overall marketing package, which will hopefully help you get into all of the colleges that you apply to, students. So, Sam, let me ask you, how does CSU handle standardized test scores, of course, the SAT or the ACT, in your admissions process, and what is the policy on test optional admission?
1: Yeah, yeah. really good question. This is a big topic of discussion in higher education in general. Um, for Colorado State University, we are test optional. And what that means is that if you have SAT, ACT scores, you are more than welcome to send them in. And if folks have already taken them by the time of applying, I encourage them to just send them in because you did all the work, you spent all the money to take the test, you might as well send them in just so we have an additional piece of information on you in terms of your academic ability. Um, but in terms of those tests themselves, it will never negatively impact your administration. Admissions chances at CSU. So if you have those SAT or ACT scores and, you know, you didn't necessarily love your scores or you didn't take the tests at all, that will not negatively impact your admissions chances. The only time we could actually look at those SAT and ACT scores is to really advocate for an admission to CSU. So if you have really positive SAT scores but you're kind of on the fence in terms of some of those other pieces, we can say, "Oh, look, this is a really great piece of data that shows us this student's ability outside of just the classroom setting or some of the other things that we've seen so far." So again, I do encourage folks to think about, you know, and and the biggest piece of advice I give to folks at this point is ask that question to every school that you go to and are interested in, right? They will tell you what they need in terms of those test scores. And so when you go to them, you know, have a running list. If the majority of your schools don't need SAT or ACT scores and you're early enough in that process, you might want to reconsider putting in all that money, all that time into those tests. Because again, um, you know, not every school is kind of using them as strictly as they maybe once did.
0: Well, those are great pieces of advice. And of course, yeah, CSU is in fact test optional. Sam, just curious, where do you see the test optional trend going in the next five years?
1: Yeah. And this was one of the first things that I really had serious discussions in my office with other folks and professionals who had been in the field for years. But, um, you know, it's really interesting. We're all kind of wondering where it's going to go. Personally, I believe that they're kind of on the out and out at this point. I think COVID was a big turning point for a lot of schools. It really made schools reevaluate a lot of different things about how they were running their organizations. And one of the big things in admissions was, where are these test scores coming from? Why are these test scores here in the first place? And I think really after using that point of reflection and saying, okay, these tests, you know, they have a really problematic history. They were used for really exclusionary purposes in the past. And they're really not giving us the data on our students that are important to us, right? At CSU, again, if you're a good test taker, that's fantastic. But we also care about you as a student in the classroom and as an individual on the outside of the classroom as well. And so for Colorado State, at least, we are not really foreseeing that those uh, tests are gonna come back to be mandatory anytime soon, um, we're really expecting that optional trend to continue. And so again, for for folks, I encourage you to to continue asking that question because I think there are a lot of institutions that went test optional during COVID and are not really planning on going back to it anytime real soon. And some schools have even gone so far as to be test blind completely. So that's a really big shift happening in uh, the world of higher education. And you do wanna be privy to it uh, as an applicant because that will definitely influence how you're applying and some of those pieces that go into that application process.
0: Well, we appreciate that, and many reps have reported that they're conducting studies over the next four years, basically to see if their test optional policies show different trends. And the feeling is that if the graduation rates, for example, don't change and the student's academic performance doesn't change, then perhaps they're going to continue with these policies. So it'll be very interesting to see what the future brings. So again, we appreciate your insight. And Sam, what about financial aid? Does financial aid play a role in the admissions process? And what resources are available for students and their families to explore their financial aid options?
1: Yeah, that is a fantastic question. I think, as I mentioned before, uh, that idea of financial fit is so important to us here at Colorado State University. And the way that I explain it to folks when they come visit us or when I have one-on-one meetings with them is that financial fit doesn't just mean looking at the cost of attendance and saying, oh, geez, there's no way I can afford this place. It's about looking at that cost of attendance in conjunction with pieces like financial aid, so pieces available either directly through CSU or through other colleges, and also looking at uh, additional strategies to help kind of fill in those gaps between the overall cost of an institution and what you might be eligible for in terms of financial aid. And so then really that last piece is talking about outcomes as well, is answering that big question of why. Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in that financial aid process and say, wow, this is really overwhelming. I don't think this is really worth this much money. But you have to come back to that big question of why. Why go through all of that work to come to Colorado State University or some other institution? Um, And so again, I really talk to folks about those different pieces. Obviously, financial aid and financial fit plays a huge role here at Colorado State University. Um, So we have a couple of things to keep in mind, first of all, our cost at CSU, it does vary depending on where you're from in the country um, and things like that. Uh, all that information is really up to date on our Office of Financial Aid site. And we do have a net cost calculator as well. So that's a tool that you can use to kind of input some of your own data and get a sense of how much is CSU going to cost you just at the baseline. Um, and we give that estimate to students as well. So at CSU, we have overall cost of tuition and student fees. That is just what it costs to be a student at CSU. But we also have some additional costs that we kind of estimate out for students. That's just a a very rough estimate of how much it costs to live, how much it costs for transportation, for books and supplies, other things like that. And again, that's just to help folks start budgeting, but it is not a final say on that. And it's just a good idea to start thinking about, okay, where can we kind of tweak some of these things? Transportation, for example, I always encourage my students to, you know, ask that question. Do I need to bring a car to this school that I'm going to? I think that's something that a lot of us are, you know, really prone to just automatically thinking, yes, I need need a car at this place because that's how we get around but at Colorado State University for example we have a fantastic bus network we have a fantastic bike network both of which are free for students to use and so it's those cheap and efficient systems that really help students again cut down those overall transportation costs of having a personal vehicle for example and so again I encourage folks when you're looking at those costs don't just take them at face value also understand which of them are going to be kind of uh, for budgetary reasons and for you to just kind of get an estimate of how much that's going to cost. Um, In terms of financial aid directly through CSU, so we do have automatic consideration scholarships. Those are based on the information that we have at the time of you applying to CSU. Now, there's a variety of different automatic consideration scholarships, but the biggest one I want folks to think about is our merit scholarship. This is based on your grade point average, so that cumulative weighted grade point average when you apply to CSU. We're gonna take that grade point average that is on your transcript from your high school. And so CSU does not do any kind of recalculations or anything like that. Again, we're gonna take that highest weighted grade that we're gonna see in terms of the overall progress for you. And now when you're applying to CSU, we're gonna look at that grade point average and if it meets the requirements, you're gonna automatically be receiving a merit scholarship award from CSU. So you don't have to do anything uh, to accept it. You don't have to do anything else to apply for it or anything like that. Again, it's just that grade point average when you first apply. And there's a couple of other ones Uh, But I think that's a good starting point for a lot of folks to be thinking about. Those are things that we have available right away off the bat. Along with that, we do have a scholarship application directly through Colorado State called the CSU Scholarship Application. That's really your gateway to a variety of different scholarships at CSU. So it's directly through our university system, through different academic offices, through different campus partners and things like that. And that will become available to you after you've been admitted to CSU. Now, that CSU scholarship application, I do want to point out, is kind of a supplementary piece to your overall financial fit at CSU, right? Those scholarships in there are not going to be huge in terms of payouts, you know, not like $10,000, $20,000 scholarships in there, uh, but they are little pieces that put together can really help cut down some of that cost at CSU. So I encourage folks to look out as they're applying to schools to look both at what's available in terms of the merit scholarships and as soon as you apply, what might be available there, and then what additional scholarships can you apply for on your end after that initial application. And then the last little thing i like to talk about for students, and I think a lot of folks don't really consider this when having conversations of financial aid, is student employment. So having a job and having a working situation at your college can really help cut down that overall financial cost, right? And again, a lot of folks don't sort of rope that in with the rest of those financial pieces. But having a job on campus can really help you not just get a paycheck and help you cut down those costs, but can also give you a lot of opportunities to make connections across campus. I know for myself, I worked for an after-school care program at CSU uh, over in the health and exercise science department, which was completely separate from my uh, history degree program. Uh, But I met a lot of fantastic folks through that program, and I actually, the boss that I had for that on-campus employment job, I actually worked for him in the future during the summer camp that he ran at CSU. CSU, and he actually wrote me a letter of recommendation for the job I'm doing right now. So it's one of those things where you're making those connections, getting great work experience, and you have a great flexible schedule as well, right? So if you work on campus, we understand you're a student first, so we're not going to be hitting you with that 30, 40-hour work week, right? We understand that you have other responsibilities outside of that space as well. So again, keep all those pieces in mind in terms of overall costs, financial aid, and then that last piece there of uh, additional strategies like uh, finding a job on campus at the institution you're looking at.
0: Well, Sam, thank you so much for the comprehensive answer. We really appreciate it. You talked about financial fit. You talked about scholarship opportunities and, of course, student employment. We really appreciate that. And, of course, Sam, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions in the show notes. If there's anything else that you want me to include, please just send it to me. And, of course, I'll make it available to the students and their parents. Getting back to the overall application, obviously the essay is another big piece of the application. Sam, what advice would you give students in terms of helping them to stand out when they sit down to write that essay?
1: Sure thing. Yeah, and I can definitely speak to this having uh, done a lot of reading of applications over the last couple of months. So since I've done this job, I've read uh, several hundred applications from (laughs) students applying to CSU through that common application. In terms of the essay itself for CSU, that's going to be through the common application. It's called a personal statement. So actually, the personal statement you write has the same prompts for basically every school that is on that common application. There are some schools that don't use that personal statement, but there's just a general essay question, a general essay space for you to write a little bit during that common application. That question is going to be coming to CSU as well. And so there's a lot of different prompts there to help you get started thinking about you know, how do I write about this thing and how do I write about myself to really stand out to a place like CSU. And what I encourage folks to do is, first of all, get it out of your head that this is a research paper, okay, this is not a five-page, double space cite your sources, MLA format, all that stuff, okay? <laughs> Y'all do enough of that in high school. This is really about who you are as an individual, right? So we want to learn more about you outside of just those application materials that we've seen. Now, what I encourage folks to do is think about a couple things. First, experiences that you've had, whether inside the classroom or outside the classroom, and also think about your identity, right? Pieces of who you are, what you value, and tell us about that through your writing. One piece of advice I really want to give to students after reading a lot of applications recently is have a point, right? Talk about these important pieces of your life, but really talk about how they developed you as an individual and how it led to a period of personal growth or change or new perspective. We love to see that. And that is really a standout essay when I read them. I can't tell you how many essays I've read over the last couple years that are either about COVID or about challenges with things like mental health and those sorts of personal challenges that a lot of folks are going through these days. And we see that and we recognize that those are really challenging situations for a lot of folks. But if your essay is just telling us about how hard it was that you had to go online for school and then you just end the essay there, I'm going to be sitting there thinking, well, So what? I mean, everyone went online for school. Okay, I'm not saying that, you know, your experience isn't important, but everyone had that same experience. Tell us about how it really impacted you as an individual, as a student. And most importantly, when you get to the end of that essay, really talk about how these experiences, how your identity has led you to being prepared for stepping into the college world, for stepping into a world of higher education. And so I think, again, if you think of those pieces, really think about that conclusion, those last three sentences of your essay are really the most important because again, those tell us really what we need to know about you and what I should be taking away when we're making those final decisions on admission. So definitely some trends I've been noticing recently and I want folks to know that it's okay to talk to us about those challenging situations, right? We really are okay with reading those things. We wanna hear more about your personal situation and kind of who you are as an individual. But again, make sure that you really shine through beyond just talking about these challenging situations and how you really work to overcome them because that's what we'd love to see.
0: Well, I think that's great advice. Obviously, we have all suffered through COVID, but to your point, if you're going to write about it, reflect on how it affected you. How did it impact you students? And what is it about the experience that helped you to grow? In other words, don't just talk about the experience being difficult, but What is it that impacted you going through that experience? How has it made you better? How has it changed your thought process? You have to really add to the essay and give insight in terms of who you are as a person. As we said earlier, it's very important for each piece of the application to build on the last. So that's great advice, Sam. We really appreciate it, thank you so much. And I was also curious, how does the university support students once they're enrolled? In other words, what kind of resources and services are available to help students succeed academically and socially once they're at CSU?
1: Sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of different ways that this happens, right? So Colorado State University is a large institution. Uh, We have about 24,000 undergraduate students on our campus at any given time. Uh, So that's a big number of folks. And so we have a lot of resources set up to make sure that even if you're in one of those larger classroom situations, you're not really feeling overwhelmed and you have additional spaces to go to to get some support. And so first thing I'll point out is our professors at CSU are fantastic, right? They're really there to be a resource for student success. They want to see you succeeding in class. It's not like things you might see in the movies or something like that where they just give you impossible homework for no reason just to, you know, make your life miserable and those kinds of things. Like those professors are there because they want you to learn and they want you to get really positive experiences out of those classrooms. They want you to succeed. And so they have a lot of opportunities like office hours where you can basically go and connect with those professors one-on-one and uh, really just chat with them either about the classroom situation or really anything else that's going on. And I've done that a lot and really built a lot of great connections with different professors at CSU. I actually met one of my former professors today for coffee right after work. And so (laughs) it's one of those things where you build those connections and those relationships that can really help carry you after you graduate from CSU. And so looking at those professors as a resource is a great starting point. I also like to point out academic advising at CSU is a really critical part of being a student. So what I do in the admissions office is to counsel folks on getting in the front door at CSU. Once you're kind of done with that application process and yes, you're a student now at CSU, you're gonna have an academic advisor who works directly in your major program with other students who are in your major. And really their their purpose is to help you see your path to graduation. So they're gonna be there to make sure you're taking the right classes at the right times to get into the space and get the skills you want to succeed in that field after graduation as well. So there will be someone that you have a direct uh, contact with and you can connect with them multiple times each semester to make sure you're on that right path academically. I also wanted to touch on our academic support program. So we have a lot of other programs set up to make sure our students have what they need to be successful in the classroom. And there's a variety of them at CSU. I wish I had time to talk about every single one of them here. But the big (laughs) one I'd like to point out to students is our Student Disability Center. Uh, So this is really a center set up for all sorts of accommodations across campus, kind of regardless of what that situation might look like for you. So one thing I'd like to point out to students is you do not have to have a disability to go into this office and get some support. And one quick story I'd like to tell is a couple of years ago, one of my friends, she actually uh, broke her wrist playing lacrosse. So she was having trouble writing notes and kind of keeping up in class in that way. So she ran over to the SDC and they actually set up a program where someone would go and meet with her in each one of her classes. They'd sit down next to her and help her take notes. And it's one of those kinds of programs we have set up to make sure our students, again, have those accommodations in that classroom space to be successful. Um, And I think that's really important too. And and the last thing I'll say on all of that as well is student organizations. So at Colorado State University, there are a variety of opportunities to get involved with other students at CSU. We have around 500 uh, student clubs and organizations registered directly through CSU. And a lot of students really use those as a space of support, right? Connecting with your peers. A lot of those organizations have really great uh, mentorships through uh, different faculty at CSU, through other advisors who kind of work with them. Uh, There's a variety of different ways to do that including fraternity and sorority life, uh, student government, and the other kind of interest groups as well. And so I encourage folks to use all those different types of opportunities and think about how would you want to fit into those spaces? What kind of student organizations would be interesting to me, not just on the interest level, but also, you know, getting skills out of it and making connections socially, professionally, and those kinds of things too.
0: Well, we really appreciate that. That really was a comprehensive answer. And there's clearly so many resources for students. And I appreciate you sharing the example of your friend. Sam, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I asked you a lot of questions. I'm just curious. Is there a question that you wished I had asked that I didn't? Or is there anything else about CSU that didn't come up in the conversation that you want to share with us at this time?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess... For me, just thinking about my own personal experience with the admissions process, um, I visited Colorado State University when I was a junior in high school. My mom and I flew out um, in the middle of May. Uh, And it was just like snowing and like sleeting in the middle of May. And I fell in love with the campus immediately, right? Fort Collins and Colorado State really has a special place in my heart. And I think in terms of that college search, what I encourage everyone to do is start with those visits, right? Start with that big picture. What do I want out of this college experience? I think visiting a campus is so important because a lot of times we have this crazy idea in our heads of what college is, but then you go there and visit and you're like, oh wait, these people kind of look like me. I could definitely see myself being here and like being successful. And so I encourage folks to begin with that, right? Don't shy away from this challenge. It's a challenging thing going to college. And I'll be very candid with folks about that, right? There are times that, you know, I wanted to go home to Maryland because there are those challenges associated with not just going to college, but also especially going out of state for college. Um, But I think again, leaning on those connections in the place that you're going is really important. And so understanding before what is there available for me, not just directly through the school, but through other student organizations and just the culture at large. Like, do you feel comfortable being in this learning environment? And so I think, again, from that personal experience that I had being a student here at CSU, I really encourage folks to think about it in that way. You know, don't shy away from this challenge. Uh, Really lean into it because you only get one college experience. I wish I could go back to CSU as an undergrad and do it all over again because it is just, it's one of those things where seeing the place itself and really being able to make it your home, that's what college is all about. And that's what life is all about as well. And so, uh, yeah, I definitely encourage folks to, to think about that too.
0: Well, we appreciate that. And this has been a phenomenal conversation, Sam. And unfortunately, it leads us to our last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process?
1: Yeah, John, thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for these phenomenal questions. Uh, that's part of the reason this conversation, I think, has been so great because of the work you do. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, in terms of pieces of advice for folks, I know I've been dishing it out today. Um, I know as a recent <laughs> graduate from a school, it might sound like, you know, who's this like 23 year old talking to us about admissions. But I think for having that recent student experience, I really can understand kind of how students are feeling about these things and sort of the intimidating aspects of that that search process. So. One big thing, and the key piece of advice I'll tell everyone is communicate, okay? I cannot tell you how many times that I've been emailing back and forth with a student and a parent, and they're both asking me the exact same questions. They're both contradicting each other in terms of what they want out of CSU and those kinds of things. Talk with your parents. Parents, talk with your students, okay? There's a lot of back and forth. This is a group effort, right? Going to college is a group effort, and if you all are not communicating, things are going to get lost in translation. It's going to be more difficult for you. And I really like to talk to folks about there's this divergence point for a lot of students and their families during the search process, which usually happens a couple of weeks after you've been admitted to this institution, in which the student starts getting information that the family and parents might not be initially privy to from the get-go, right? So at the beginning, we're sending out big email things to parents and students the same way. But after that admissions, it might start to look a little bit different on each end. And so the students have to make sure they're communicating with the parents and vice versa. parents are seeing something that the student isn't aware of, you need to communicate that to them. And I think, again, building up that trust, building up that communication network can be really key for a successful college search process. Um, I guess another thing in terms of uh, pieces of advice is utilizing those available resources. So Colorado State is lucky to have a very robust uh, admissions office, and we're really set up to make sure our students have what they need to tackle those bigger, more intimidating aspects of applying to college. Uh, At Colorado State University, everyone, regardless of where you're from, uh, has a direct assigned admissions counselor that you can reach out to directly over the phone, via email, and we can really be there to help answer questions about not just CSU, but just the college search process. general. And so again, I think, you know, our services are free. A lot of other schools have free admissions counseling available directly through their offices as well. So utilize those resources, ask those questions about application materials and what is available for you at that school. And then I guess the the last piece here that I'll I'll really chat with folks about is honesty, right? Having honesty during these conversations is really, really key, okay? Because I think a lot of times I have conversations with parents and students where, you know, potentially parents are saying all these different things about how excited the student is to go to school and this and that. And the student is just kind of giving me this blank stare. And I can tell that that student might be having some reservations, right? Making that college choice is challenging, it's kind of intimidating at first. So be honest with yourself, first and foremost, for my students, be honest with yourself about, you know, what is going to be the best path forward for me? This is a big decision, but you don't have to make it all on your own. And have those honest and candid conversations with your parents about the academic, social, and financial fit, at the schools you're looking for, because that's really important. This is a big decision that will really impact a lot of things about your life. So use that support network so you can make the most informed college decision that you can at the end of that road.
0: Well, Sam, Colorado State University is clearly very fortunate to have you on their team. And we were very lucky to have you during this conversation. This was tremendous. You really gave a thorough overview of all the great things that CSU has to offer in your classrooms and beyond. I cannot thank you enough and I'm so happy as I know that this is gonna help so many students and their parents. I do hope to have you again, Sam. Thank you so much for your time today. Sure thing. Thanks, John. Thank you everybody for listening and uh, take care, okay? Take care, thanks, Sam. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The CAP, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to share that we've teamed up with Dormco to make your dorm decorating a lot easier. Why Dormco? They offer quality and durability, affordability, and a wide selection for bedding to storage solutions and everything in between for your dorm room. So if you or anyone you know is looking to decorate your dorm, see the affiliate partnership link in the show notes for Dormco, your one stop for stylish, affordable, and quality dorm essentials. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast gets a commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. Thank you all and best wishes.